0: Welcome to our Living in the Garden podcast. We cannot even begin to express how grateful we are that you are here with us today as we share in our friendship with you and one another. You're here with Allie, Haley, and Taylor, and we are overjoyed to walk through this living garden hand in hand with you. Join us each week as we chat about authentic friendship, our struggle buses, accompaniment, and all
1: of the happies and crappies in between. Without further ado, grab a cup of coffee or a
0: rice cake, cuddle up in your comfy, and let the fun begin. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to week 10 of the podcast. We are so excited to be here with you today. We're extra excited because we have two special guests with us here today as we're recording, and I'm just going to let them introduce themselves to you now. Hey,
2: everybody. Uh, My name is Jacob Cheetah. I met Taylor, Allie, and Haley a few years ago at Winona, so I went to school down at St. Mary's, um, and I'm in the seminary. I'm now at St. Paul Seminary um and so god willing i'd be ordained a priest in three and a half years which is crazy
3: hello everyone my name is jordan malikowski i am the beloved fiance of miss alice Moga here today as well um so you guys kind of already know me probably but um i'm currently a student at saint mary's university i got to know these three gals um down in winona um i knew ali since we were small children, and I am excited to be here today.
0: Wow, thank you so much for introducing yourselves. You girls think we're ready just to jump right in?
1: Yes, and so you guys kind of told us a little bit about who you are, but we would like to know how did you two get to know each other, and how did your friendship kind of begin?
3: That's a good question. It really is. Jordan, do you want to tell her from your angle first? I don't even remember. It was like a random, you left the seminary, you had a wild experience and um, (laughs) you joined the cross country team and then the rest is history.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was mainly through running. Uh, I left the seminary down in Winona and yeah, joined the cross country and track team. And there were just these boys who were exactly like the friends that I hang out in like in high school because all cross country and track runners are the same. So yeah, Yeah, I'd say that's how we met, and then it was, like, a lot of stuff through faith, I would say, that brought our relationship a lot deeper, stuff at Newman Center, Bible Studies.
3: Yeah, we pretty much just, once he joined the Press country team, it was pretty much every day, saw each other, ran together, praised the Lord together.
1: Mm -hmm. What what makes the friendship different, though, or even just, like, what, what really grounded your guys' friendship?
2: Yeah, I can remember different moments of just um like both of us uh calling the other on to live in more authentic ways because i think at various points in all of our friendships we uh set up barriers like we all do this you know where uh to varying levels with varying people we are they're allowed different access to different parts of our heart and so yeah i just remember various moments with jordan and i both of us uh going deeper and pressing the other to allow us to go deeper um And just, yeah, doing that over the course of like a lot of miles and a lot of, uh, yeah, different conversations, I would say um, going deeper into like a more real area of our heart has allowed it to be sort of a different friendship than other ones.
3: Yeah, and I would agree. I remember, I feel like our friendship is probably like the first authentic real friendship that I experienced. And I remember (laughs) there was one time where we literally just sat in my car, outside um one of the apartment complexes areas of on campus and we just talked for I don't know how long but it was quite a while and we cried and it was great and I haven't had that kind of friendship before with any other um, men in my life so I think that really makes a difference between other relationships Mm -hmm.
2: yeah and I would say one more thing uh we we prayed together which is something that I hadn't done with Um, even guys at seminary, so we would have this holy hour on Friday mornings from 4 to 5 a.m., and then after that, we would go to Perkins and get breakfast, and it was the best,
3: and sometimes that breakfast was a burger,
2: (laughs) (laughs) and a slice of pie, which he forgot to mention,
3: (laughs) and then we had a meet after that.
1: (laughs) I remember going with you guys to one of those, and I was appalled at (laughs) 5 you guys could all eat a burger and a slice of pie I was like my body right now
0: <laughs> I think what I really love about your guys is friendship story is that the Lord can use just really simple ordinary everyday things like running to cultivate a deeper friendship and so I think it's important that we all look for those little moments in our lives with the people we know to see like where the Lord's calling us to go a little deeper and you guys are just a really beautiful witness to that
1: Okay. Stemming from your friendship, then, I feel like it's safe to say that you encountered what authentic masculinity is, maybe from your friendship, but also from one another as you journeyed through that friendship. And so last week on the podcast, we touched on authentic femininity as women. Uh, And the main reason you guys are here, obviously, is to share (laughs) that authentic. (laughs) And I just want to touch on that. Feel free to jump right in. What does what does that term even mean? And what does it look like? And what does it entail?
2: That's the question. Jordan, do you want to take the first stab at it?
3: You know, I have something a little prepared. So I'm just going to read it because I don't want to forget anything. So bear with me. Yes. <laughs> so God created, created us in his image. So I re- really believe that trying to be that reflection of the Lord is what being masculine is at least for me. I mean, recently with marriage prep, I've been able to uncover the beauty of fatherhood and the life and the role of a husband. Um, Ephesians has honestly been such a gift to explore during this time. And actually during one of our prep sessions, we went into Ephesians five and looked at the reflection between husband and wife and Christ in the church. And to me, authentic masculinity is exactly that. Uh, being that reflection of Christ in relation of the church um, I know that sounds a little far-fetched and not very practical, um, and believe me, I'm still trying to figure out how to live that life as well. But I really, true that. I really believe that authentic masculinity comes from that Christ church relationship.
2: That is so good. Oh. It's a, uh, it's such a, a tough thing to, to hit on. You're right. What one thing that I love from your podcast last week was how you talked about how. Uh, femininity will always be related to motherhood. And I think the same thing is true here. Like Jordan was talking about uh, as Christ is to the church, um, all men are fathers in some capacity or that's what they're called to. And so like in, uh, in our search for trying to uncover what's authentically masculine, we can look at uh, what does it mean to be a father? And then how has the father guided his church? How has Christ guided his bride? Um, and it is from there that we can extract some characteristics, I think, of authentic masculinity. Okay. Yeah, but but one of the things that I want to uh, clarify in as we like have this conversation is that it's really difficult for us to have um, coming from this side of heaven, speaking from a human angle, to lay out characteristics that are masculine and that are feminine, because like uh, God is is not masculine or feminine; he's both. And so, as insofar as we participate in God's life that we will have characteristics of both. And it's hard to, we're painting like with broad brushstrokes trying to say, uh, men might have these virtues come easier to them and women might have these. But one thing that we know for sure is men are called to be husbands and fathers. Women are called to be mothers and brides. And so it is from there then that we can uh, think about how we ought to love best and what comes naturally to us as either man or woman. So that's just something to keep in mind as we go through this conversation.
1: Yeah. So kind of going off of that, I really love what you both said. Uh, the next question is, what happened in the garden with Adam that echoed into the rest of history? And what effect did that rupture have on masculinity?
2: It's a good question. <laughs> I like the word echoed in there. Yeah, because uh, we don't get to experience the um, like freedom of masculinity that Adam would have experienced before the fall. And I think like, as I was praying with that question, um, you guys I think touched upon it last week, but like Adam was in the garden next to Eve and one thing that a, a husband and a father has a duty towards is to be responsible for the people around him. Um, and that's a failing that we see in Adam where he, uh, for some reason or another, he doesn't, engage with the same level that is required of him in that moment. And so it's like this rupture of, of fatherhood or husbandhood, I think uh, is like disengagement at various points Or it's like, whether through like a slothfulness or just like a, uh, like, yeah, I don't know. I just like, don't feel like a calling towards this thing. And so I'll just kind of shrink away into the background. I think that's something that we see in the fall and that is uh, can be characteristic of men after the fall of today. I don't know what were your thoughts on that, Jordan.
3: Yeah, that's an interesting point to make because I kind of feel like I thought about that similarly. It's just like like why why didn't Adam <laughs> say no? Like we shouldn't do this. Like in that sense, like he failed as a husband, as a man in his masculinity. Like like we need to have that stance where we need to stand up for what is right. I mean, I feel like that's not just masculinity, but in the context of what happened in the garden, I think that is something that a lot of men do struggle with.
1: What What do you find encourages that authentic masculinity and what kind of almost brings you back <laughs> to the garden fall kind of thing or, or reminds you of the fallenness of it or makes it a little bit harder for you to live it out fully?
3: You know, I'm not really sure what encourages me as a man Um, But I do know what um, maybe engages me more as a man in my masculinity is really, I know what we're probably going to talk about this later, but I think it relates too much right now. But being in fraternity with other men really emphasizes the masculinity um, inside myself. Um, So on that like being like men think differently than women. I've heard that in so many different ways and podcasts and whatever, who knows if that's true or not, but I'm going to believe it is true. Um, So it is important to be engaged in that way of thinking with other men and just being men with men. It's, it's honestly so uplifting and encouraging. Jacob, I don't know if you have anything to touch on that.
2: Yeah, I agree completely. And I think, uh, We've experienced that, like in ways, in our friendship, and then also in in broader groups. Like, uh, you can feed off of each other's energy, and it it helps. Yeah, with that word, like engagement, into like, uh, like you can feel before before sin will ever happen. You can feel yourself disengage, or it's just like a like a blandness sets in in relation to reality, where it's just like, ah, uh, no thanks. Um, and so it's like when you're around a group of men even if you might be feeling that you get to like uh, steal some of the others fire and energy. And it's like, okay, yeah. Engage, engage. Um, yeah. So I agree.
3: Yeah. I feel like you're like, you're less likely to fall when you're with other men. And I th- I think that reflects very much so in women as well. Like when you're in a group, you're less likely to fall into sin than if you were by yourself.
2: Yeah. I would say another thing that I've noticed um, that, keeps me engaged is to uh participate in like being uh generative in some sense so that's like a that's a characteristic of both masculinity and femininity to create in some sense because we are made in the image of god as creator Um, but in a particular way with men even if we just look at how we're made in our our bodies uh men are generative in a sense of giving and we see that in christ on the cross uh giving his life up for us and so just in in any way to be able to uh, create and pour myself into something outside of myself is a way that keeps me engaged. Um, so that could even be like, like I like woodworking, and so exercising like creativity with that way. Haley, you're a big artist, so I'm sure that you identify in some way with that too. Um, and like Jordan, you were involved in every volunteer group that St. Mary's offered and more. So, so that too, just giving of your time and energy in that way.
1: Yeah, those are some really good examples, I feel like, of what encourages you as men and what doesn't. <laughs> um, and it's just good to think about, I feel like, when even we as women who are made in relation to be, like, we're made to be in relationship with with each other, um, to know those things about one another so that we can better draw out that femininity and masculinity from one another and give
0: each other the space that we need to in the different areas that us to that i would say so what does this look like in relationship with women like what does masculinity look like in relationship with a woman
3: i mean i feel like it's completely complementary like we're not we're not meant to be completely alone in this world and you know god gave us these talents and perhaps characteristics that complement each other and we're made to um bounce off one another and create this amazing union to bring them closer to him um and that's not just with like women and men that's between you know man and the church or um you know just an individual and christ like we see consecrated virgins or um, brothers or sisters you know we're called to be in union with one another with christ um and I really think that's the like complementarism of that, if that's a word.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Like it is it is so much easier to be a good man when you're around good women, you know? And I've, we've experienced that in the times that we've uh, like just had like good conversations over dinner um, or gotten yelled at for being too loud or any of these <laughs> things. <laughs> it's, it's just like a, a fullness of life that comes to be because we're interacting together as men and women. Um, and so, yeah, like as Jordan was saying, I, I can't grow into being anything other than a father and a husband. And so that necessitates that there be a bride and a mother in some capacity, or else it's just like, I don't I don't know who I am, except when I stand in relation to an other and that's as men, that's women and as women, that's men. And so, yeah being able to interact with each other on uh, like authentically, authentic friendship terms is is really uh, freeing both as men and as women to be those. Yeah,
3: I was gonna say, I'm just, now that I'm thinking about it, it's so beautiful that, you know, we have this group of people that can get together and not expect anything other than just being true friends with each other. You know, I feel like a lot of times, in today's world, you go and see friends looking to get something out of it, um, whether that be like a cure for your desires or something along the lines of that. Like you're, you might be looking for something coming out of the relationship other than just the relationship itself. Um, and I think that's beautiful for us to have. And I encourage other people to go find uh, similar groups like that because it is so rewarding. be able to be you around other people
2: yes jordan that is so huge if anyone's listening and doesn't get anything else out of this if you're a man go be an authentic friend to a woman if you're a woman go make friends with a man you want to learn how to be who your gender is go interact with the other gender that's the only way it's going to happen
0: Mm
1: that's so so good you guys and I feel like as women we've had this conversation quite a bit that sometimes it's hard to find those authentic men (laughs) just like good-hearted men to spend time with but there is something that literally just makes our hearts and our souls sing when we can just yeah simply be in relation with a man and not have to worry about all of these whatever you know what lo que sea that's my Spanish phrase (laughs) but just all these other things on the list and we try to impress them and we can just simply be our feminine selves um, and live out that authentic femininity and they can just be men kind of thing. And there is something so, so beautiful about that.
3: Yeah, I feel like a lot of times people try to find themselves with their sexuality and a lot of times you can just get lost on that trap. So it's really good just to be able to maybe push that aside and discover some other part of you through um, a relationship with someone that doesn't have to deal with that at all.
1: Okay. So kind of going off that last question, what are some practicals for living this high call of masculinity out well?
3: Ah, the question of the day. Practicality, man, it gets ya.
2: <laughs> I think it's really good though, because like especially as men, we want we want hard practical things. Like, all right, this is great. Tell me what I should do after
3: I stop listening to this. And it's honestly hard. Like, I think for every man, it's going to be, it's going to look a little bit different. Um, but really, I think the most practical thing that you can do is to find another man. <laughs> like, find your man. <laughs> find your man that you can just give a call whenever you're feeling tempted or you know that they're going to answer um and you know you might say Jordan, that's not that practical like i don't know i don't know any guys who are like that um well then i encourage you to go to a church and find someone and create that relationship (laughs) like like sometimes you just need to be you just need to form other people (laughs) if that makes sense
2: yeah i agree like uh that's that's the most essential thing you could do is get in with a group of men to run towards the same goal together. And then while you're running, you will see women trying to run in the same direction. And then the two of you groups can, can form that complementary friendship, but uh, like no excuses, man. If you, if you can't find a friend like that, go to your church, join the Bible study. If there is no Bible study, then it's on you to start one. But because there are other men who need this same thing. So just do it, man. Find a friend. And then I would say, too, like, this is something that's uh, been on my heart, especially um, during Lent, uh, has been trying to uh, rest well. And so, like, as as men, we can sometimes, I think, have it. And, and women, too. This is probably just a human thing. But to just, like, like pour ourselves into work too often. And we need to... Uh, find activities that allow us to rest well. And so um, having some of those built in and those definitely don't include like vegging out in front of the TV. So uh, whether it's like listening to music or like just doing something with your hands while you're listening to music or um, yeah, having a conversation with someone or um, some sort of activity that allows you to rest well and gives you life I think is also important and a good practical.
3: Yeah, I think I fall into the trap of like mind, mind-numbing activities, um, which I think is not, which which you might be thinking of right now, but I don't think that's what Jacob is talking about. So like a lot of times you just want to turn on the TV or watch a show and you just like zone out for a couple hours. But really what Jacob I think is talking about is finding an activity to just be like mentally aware of your current situation. Mm. um and like resting in that because there's nothing more rejuvenating than um a good reflection of the day Mm. yeah
2: that's a great definition of a restful activity yeah
1: you guys are such a gift (laughs) thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and just your friendship it's honestly been beautiful for us i think just to listen to you in all honesty so thank you for
0: that you all have any final words, any last tidbits or ideas that you want to share with the people? You want to say anything on the air right now? This is your chance. Mm-hmm.
2: Hi,
3: mom. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> and that's authentic masculinity, boys. <laughs> Love your moms. <laughs> I'm
3: gonna say I'm gonna have to take a nap now because this was exhausting.
2: <laughs> no, I would say like last thoughts. Uh, just. Yeah I loved the point that you guys like established last time of women you are called to be mothers and brides men you're called to be husbands and fathers and so um, that is expressed through a gift of yourself it's through having uh, a responsibility towards those around you towards your bride Um, and the only way that you'll be able to do that is surrounded by other men trying to do the same thing so.
1: Okay well if you guys don't mind Uh, do either one of you want to close us in prayer or would you like thank you for raising your hand
2: we thank you for witnessing to us uh, who you are who the human person is and that we become that fully by becoming who we are complete with our uh, our gender all our unique strengths all our unique weaknesses we ask that you would spur us on closer to you give us zeal help us to engage and put people in our lives for us to do that with. We ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Son Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Wow. So, so good. All right. Thank you guys again for coming on today. Uh, we will catch y'all next week.
2: Thanks for having us. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you so much for walking with us today. We hope that you can encounter the gardener of your soul this week. If you haven't already, give us a follow on Instagram at Living in the Garden Podcast and tune in with us next week.
0: Until then, peace
1: out.